We had some fellowship last year, and I'm glad that some of you have picked up some of this burden and started to pray. And this is the burden that I want to share with you, is to continue to pray. Amen. There's many items. Last year, we shared seven items. And during the past 12 months, Benson shared another 12 items in the church in Anaheim. All those are very, very crucial items. But this morning, I pick up this to pray. And I would want to pick up, I want to pick up the last point of the first message in this training. If you have the outline, please turn to that. Uh, let me have a copy. I didn't bring one. Read it together. That last point in outline number one. If two or three see this revelation, touch the power of Christ's resurrection, and pray in one accord, they will shake the ends of the earth. This is what I want to challenge you for this coming year. Put this into practice. By coming together in twos and threes, that's Donnie's testimony at the beginning. You heard that. That's Esther's testimony. You heard that. That's many of the young people in the past 12 months. That they have decided that they would do something about it. And they can change the whole world, but they will find a vital companion. And that's what I am going to challenge you this morning. Find a vital companion. If you don't have one, get one today. And I like to challenge you this year or the coming year to get 1,000 young adults, vital companion groups, coming together just to put this into practice. Pray. Come together. You said, come together to do what? As if you want another meeting. I'm not asking you to have another meeting. Forget about it. you got enough meetings already. If you make all the church meetings, you'll be a very good person. The problem is you, you can't even make all those meetings. So I'm not saying that. Of course, one of the vital practice is that you would go regularly to all the church meetings. Actually, that's point number seven of Benson's list. I forgot which list... Which point was my, my seven-point list? I'm praying together. But that's one point that I want you to put a big circle around it. This coming year, get yourself a vital companion. If you can pray five times a week, do that. If you cannot do that three times a week, that's still good. If you cannot do that one time a week, still good. If you can come together face-to-face, -face, the best. If you cannot come together face-to-face, -face, do it by telephone. A lot of them are doing it by telephone. Yes, I know you're busy. Who is not? Brother Lee said the beggars are also busy. So don't, don't use that as an excuse. Forget about it. I don't listen to that. Who is not busy? Then the people in this country said they're busy. The people in China said they're busy. The people in Japan say they're busy. 
You work 60 hours a week, but there's 168 hours in a week. That's only taking away one-third of your time. All right. Well, anyway, I'm not asking you for another meeting. I'm just saying, take some time to find a companion. Twos and threes. And get those twos and threes to come together. And if we would have twos and threes, twos and threes, twos and threes here and there, and we would just pray and pray and pray and bring all the things that we have talked about, both in the trainings, on the Wednesday night meetings, in the fellowship now, into prayer. Nothing is real to you until you bring it to prayer. Everything you hear is inspiration. Until you pray, it's not yours. It's not yours. Okay, so I charge you this. If two or three see the revelation, touch the power of Christ's resurrection, and pray in one accord, they will shake the ends of the earth. Let me ask all of you sitting here, how many of you have a companion or would like to have a companion to pray together, raise up your hand. Good. Raise it up. Let, let it stay there. Let your neighbor see it. Let the Lord see it. And start tomorrow. Don't say, I'll start six months from now. Start tomorrow. Okay? Then you say, what do I do when I come together with my companion? You have that word last night. Prayer, the Word, and the Spirit. And that's what I offer to you to do when you come together. To pray and then to get into the Word. Pick out something. Either you want to come together to pray or you come together to get into the Lord's Word. Now, I have asked the saints to pass out something to you. This was reference for message 8, which I didn't read to you, and I'm not going to read to you, but it's reference to the point about the practice of the early apostles where they grow in the word of the Lord's grace. And it's from Life Study of Acts, Message 55, and it's a very, very inspiring word for the young people. How they need to get into the word of God's grace and be constituted with God's New Testament economy and the revelation that the Lord has entrusted to us. And when they get constituted, get constituted this way, then they will have the capital to participate in the Lord's move. And there's a great need and a great hunger everywhere in this world. But we have to do the right things first. And that is, number one, we have to become vitalized by having companions. Then we have to be constituted with God's word. And when that happens then we will pick up the function of the God-ordained way to practice preaching the gospel to our Jerusalem. I like that point that some of you pick up. We have our Jerusalem, 
And then, as we start going from Jerusalem, then we go to Judea, and then we go to Samaria. But that's not the end. We have to go to the uttermost part of the earth. That is what the Lord has commissioned us to do. And so, in this passage, which I'm not going to read to you, you can read it yourself, and please read it yourself. The first part, it says about the word of God's grace. And then in the second part, I skip it for on purpose because before page 480, some of those are not strictly pertaining to you. But starting from page 480, it says, Burden for the carrying out of God's New Testament economy. And it doesn't say that you move right away. It says you should get into the training. If you haven't been to the training yet, you should also get into the constitution of God's New Testament economy. And he said, especially as conveyed in the life study messages. Make a plan of what you want to do with your companion. That is your study of the truth. And that will equip you. Okay. That's one thing. Then the other thing is prayer. And you say, what should I pray? I share with the brothers before the meeting. Four things. Four things. That is very, very practical. The first thing, everything starts with consecration. And you should pray for all the young people in this country and for those in your own church, that they would be stirred up that they would not just be swallowed up in the crooked and perverted age. Pray for them. Pray for them. That is the most important thing. I tell you, brothers and sisters, when I see a young adult, especially those that have gone through the training, and they're in the world, and they're completely captured, and the locust is slowly eating them up bit by bit, My heart bleeds within me. I tell you this to open my heart to you. You're just like our And when I see the locusts eating up your time and eating up your energy and eating up your time, my heart bleeds. But I'm not here to complain and grumble and groan. I'm here to tell you that there is a way. That there is a way. Of course... It starts always, as in anything else, with our consecration to the Lord. I'm so happy to hear that a few months ago in Anaheim, they had over 100, 200 people that just have an open confession and declaration that they want something different. They want something new. They don't want to go on like the way they have been. And that's possible. Then number two, don't start, don't stop with consecration, aspiration. Oh, I wish. If you wish, start right away. The best time to start is to start tomorrow. So the second thing, vital living. Our living supports our church life. We used to say the inner life is for the daily life. The daily life 
is for the church life. If you don't have a daily life, you don't have a church life. If you want a church life, you better start building up your daily life. And of course, we cannot just have a moral life. We have to have the inner life to support our daily life. That's what we're trying to emphasize. Emphasize your living. Even the jubilee is not a one-time thing. It's your living. It's how you deal with your time, how you deal with your money, how you deal with your family, how you deal with your children, how you deal with your kids, how you deal with your companion. That's Jubilee. Jubilee is there. Jubilee is not just here in the messages or in the conference or in Anaheim or in Grace Court. It's right there where you live. That's where you practice. Enter the Jubilee. What are the bondages? The bondages are the human sufferings. That's in your job. That's in your daily life. The bondages are the anxiety. That's in your job. That's in your family. Don't try to escape from it. Overcome it. Grace Garden is not an escape. Not an escape. It's just there to train you. You have to be where you are to be an overcomer. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, you need to have a vital living. Then, number three, pray for a healthy church life. And the healthy church life, of course, includes functioning on the Lord's Day, having morning revival, and then having the Tuesday night meeting and having your group meeting, all those are part of the church life. You got to be involved in all those. But listen, there's more. The church life is not meetings only. Move your focus, your hair, hairline, strictly from the meetings to your living. And that's what brotherly's burden is in the practice of the God-ordained way. That means you have to start shepherding people, preaching the gospel, teaching them, helping them, going out with the gospel. That's what it means to function and to participate in the church life in the God-ordained way, in the up-to-date move of the Lord's ministry today. You have to be in the church meetings, but you also have to practice the God-ordained way. Then you will be a vital person. The Jubilee is not just a living. The Jubilee is a proclamation, and it is a life. It is what you do. It is your habit. It is your practice. That's the third thing. Start with your Jerusalem. Get a list when you pray. Get a list. That's what Bradley said vital groups do. They get a list. A list of their friends and relatives, their Jerusalem, their Judea, their Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. Then, number four, you need to participate in God's move. The young people is not for the world, it's not for the system. It's for God's move on earth today. Okay? I don't have things to pray. There you go. You got plenty of things to pray. 
Pray for all the people in your generation that they will be revived, that they would consecrate themselves. Pray for all the people that they would have a vital living. The seven-point checklist, the 12-point checklist, whatever it is, that you got to get into this and become a vital person, not just by yourself, but in twos and threes. And number three, get into the proper functioning in the church life by being a living, normal, functioning member. And then by participating in God's move, I, I mean, God's ordained way. Then finally, number four, participate in God's move. That's what the Lord wants this generation to do, is to be part of God's move. I put this before you. Don't try to pray it by yourself. It's not going to work. It doesn't work for me. So it's not going to work for you. Don't try to do it by yourself. You have to do it with a few companions. That's what Matthew 18 is talking about. Twos and threes. That's where the practical church life is. So would you accept this challenge? Would you accept this challenge? Get a vital companion and start somewhere. Don't just dream, but start moving somewhere. And if in your locality you have 10, you have 20, start spreading this burden. Start spreading this vision. Start spreading this consideration. And we'll do it in a very spontaneous way, in a very organic way, and in the way that the Lord leads us, and in fellowship with the body of Christ, and the elders, and the leading brothers. Be assured, be very, very assured, that the whole body is standing with you. And the whole body is standing behind you. The Lord wants you to be constituted with the truth. The Lord wants you to be a vital person. The Lord wants you to be a part of his move today. Stop looking at the mirror and say, Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. I know you wish. Stop talking about your wish. I'm so happy this morning to hear these testimonies of these brothers and sisters line up and say, At least there is a turn. But I know it's not a one-day thing. It's never a one-day thing in the Lord's recovery. It's a life. It's a living. Mm -hmm.